Did you know that ice weighs just about the same amount as water does? We've got all sorts of ridiculous information and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show. I know exactly what you're thinking. Yes, Ryan, water and ice and air, they all can pretty much weigh the same if they're all, you know, solids and liquids. It's very complicated. Here at Did You Know with Ryan O, we are the podcast all about social media craziness. We talk about pop culture references, history, science, geology, geography, um, ge- geology, things that make you say G-O-G and O-M-G. I can't believe I just learned that. But we're not going to do it alone. In fact, today we're going to be hanging out with the wonderful, the amazing, the awesome Bethany Nafziger. Hello, how are you? I am doing amazing, Anna Half. Beth, what is shaking? Not a whole lot over here. Preparing for my next travels at the end of this week, which is super exciting. Ooh, where are you going at the end of this week? I will be going all over, actually. I'm going to fly into New York, see some waterfalls there. And I'm going to go up to Canada to see Niagara Falls and then drive back down to Florida and stop everywhere my heart desires along the way. Nice. So you're taking the East Coast route coming back down or? For part of it. Then I think once I get to Virginia, I'm going to go to um, Shenandoah National Park. Okay. To West Virginia to visit the national park there. Into Kentucky to Mammoth Caves in Nashville. And head back down that way. And you're doing this all in like a, a week or you, like a month? It sounds like a very long and extensive thing. I've got about 10 days. Okay. So you're going to be gone for 10 days. Yes. Actually, 11, if I really think about it. I have 11 days. Yes. So what are some of your favorite things to like, like listen to while you're going on big, crazy trips? I, well, I love music. I have a great love of music. I don't know that my love of music can fit into one category. Always popping in those favorite podcasts or a good audio book. What was the last good audio book that you listened to? The last good one? I feel like all my choices are good, but... The last one I must say I really enjoyed was Girl, Wash Your Face. I really enjoyed listening to that one. And and girl, you said like wash your face? Yes. So is it kind of like a, it sounds to me, just based on the the title itself, that it's about a self-help book. Absolutely. Right on. About like taking care of yourself and treating yourself. Um, it covers a whole array of topics, um, actually, but yeah, um, it's, it's a book just to kind of improve yourself and be your best self as most, most audiobooks are, I guess. Um, but it's about stopping believing the lies that we're told as women so you can be your best authentic self. Sure. Being the, the true you as you can do you absolutely I, I, I dig it uh so in the in the 
craziness of music, what would you say is like, well, let's, let's backtrack just like a hot second on the music train. Um, if, what's the last song that you have listened to today? The last song I listened to today was First Date from the musical, I think it's called Dogfight. That's the I only have never heard of Dogfight. Um, I'm going to be embarrassed if it's called something else. But um, it's a duet. And I like to sing along. I love if I'm in the car, it's not just a car ride of like, oh, I'm listening to music. It's a four hour concert featuring Beth. Right on. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to do with a car. And I will drive until I lose my voice and that's where the audiobooks come in. <laughs> we we need to have this thing where you can record like the the melody and then you can sing and record the harmony and then you can record a third harmony and then just have that going on so you can sing to you with yourself with yourself with yourself. That sounds like a good plan. Um, if I was ever that tech savvy to figure that out. I can make that happen for you. I'm going to hit you up for that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I am, as some people may know, I am working on a smooth jazz album. It's taken me a year so far because I've got ADD and have to work nine to five every single day. <laughs> uh, but the last song that I um, that I was working on was called... Um, was called Hidden in the Groove. And and it was it, it was supposed to feature just random clapping. But I think I'm going to clap and then snap and then beatbox simultaneously. So I'm going to have all three things layered as to this really awkward percussion. I like it. So I'm here for it. So what we'll need to do is add your vocals plus my vocals plus your vocals on top of the vocals. Perfect. I'm here for it. I don't know what the lyrics are going to be. There might not be lyrics. It might just be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then some saxophone. Yeah. Let's happen. Yeah. That would be the, the craziest thing. Well, I've experienced a lot of crazy things. Speaking of, at the very beginning of every episode of Did You Know with Ryan O, we normally go over this crazy thing called Ryan O and the Mailbox of Doom. This is where I go into questions or whatever that have been asked and try to solve them without getting chased by a giant boulder. So what you and I are going to do, Beth, is we're going to ch um, check out one of the questions of the week, see some of the answers, and give our own like comments on some of the things that the people have said online. Okay. Should be pretty cool. So the question was, um, what's one of the things that you wanted to cross off of your bucket list this year? And I've got uh, seven responses on here. Someone said they want to go see the White House decorated for Christmas. That's a good one. Have you ever been to the White House? I have not. Neither have I. Like the most Christmas decorations I've ever seen were the Osborne Christmas lights over at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Okay, that was quite the setup. I love to drive around and look at Christmas lights. In my hometown, there's a mansion. I don't think they put lights on it, though. If they do, I don't remember it. But they do the most beautiful 
Christmas decorations. And that's my favorite thing to see at Christmas. Now from your hometown, are there a lot of mountains? Is it mostly hills? Is it kind of flatlands? So the town I grew up in is um, Pueblo, Colorado. It has mountains all around it, but you have to drive about 30 to 45 minutes in any direction to get there. Okay. So like this mansion probably had like a half acre on like flatlandish. It's on a little hill. Okay. So just a little hill. Right on. So, so then like, did it have like a giant? So the, the big question, the Griswold question, did it have a um, sleigh on top of the roof? It does not, but it has the most beautiful Christmas tree and the most beautiful antique decorations that I think I've ever seen. Nice. Uh, so let's see. The next thing on the list here was someone seeing my mom and dad. So they made it very personal. I just saw them on, on Saturday. So there, there's that. My parents are pretty cool. I mean, they, they raised me. So I was going to say they have to be pretty cool to have raised such a cool son. That's what's up. You know, I'm awesome and a half. The extra half is because I'm here. True story. Tell your friends. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, so the next person says uh, being quarantined. It's kind of dark and political. Yeah. I think I've had enough quarantine for the rest of my life. So let's move on to a more interesting um, answer. See the Hot Air Balloon Festival in Orlando. I I didn't know we had a Hot Air Balloon Festival. I did not. Uh, Now, I know that there are several that um, come out because when I used to live a lot further south, they had a lot more open plains and open fields. And so they would shoot them off like every morning at like five o'clock on my way to work. Um, but I haven't really seen any up in the Hills where I'm currently at. Okay. Have you ever been to a balloon festival period? I have not. What about an air show with like giant airplanes and whatnot? I have not done that either. I guess the closest thing, it's not hot air balloons, Um, But I have been to a lantern festival where like people light the base of their lantern and they're like mini hot air balloons and they're on these train tracks and everybody lets their lanterns go at the same time. And it's really beautiful. It was really exciting to see. I would like to think that that can be much cooler than certain air balloon festivals, especially because of the personal touch. Now, did these lanterns, were they all very similar or some of them decorated? Um, yeah, they're all different. Some people just had like round ones. Some people had different colors and the colors symbolize different things. Um, some people had, you could see people with theirs taped up as they were painting them. Usually what you do is you'll write your wish on it or like your goal for the year. And then it like floats up into the sky and it brings good luck. So nice. Uh, well, speaking of, of good luck, um, someone said their next one was go to NYC slash LA. So I think they would need good luck to go on that sort of adventure. Yes. I've never been to New York, but I have been to LA and the traffic is nuts. The traffic is also nuts in New York. I can, I can say that. <laughs> Where would you say is like the, the most 
ridiculous traffic you've ever seen because you haven't just been to just America. You've traveled across many different countries. The craziest traffic in the world, and I will say this with confidence, is in India. Okay. Like, there's no lines in the roads, and if there are, they don't really mean much. Like, we thought people in Orlando were bad about using a signal. Oh, my gosh. You can't even imagine. And everybody's just honking nonstop, not because they want people to move, but to be like, hey, I'm coming into your lane. Beep, beep, beep. Here I come. And everybody just kind of goes over. Even our driver, while we were there, told me, he was like, if you can drive in India, you can drive anywhere. And I was like, nope, that's why I hired a driver. I don't want to drive here. Um so like, where would you think besides, so if you were to do that sort of traffic, um, what type of vehicle would you want to drive in? Something that was very durable for when it gets rear ended. Um, but not too big so that you can't get over into other lanes because like I said, no one, no one uses signals. There's no lines. You just kind of honk and go. So you're thinking kind of like a like a Humvee Hummer sort of thing? Oh, I don't know. If, am I the driver? Because I think I'm going to need something a little smaller if that's the case. Okay, so so something a little bit smaller. So like a uh, a two door truck. Maybe even sm- maybe I need like a Jeep or something if I'm going to be like going through here. Because also the roads aren't super even. So there's some places where you're like, I'm off roading in the middle of the city. So you need four-wheel drive while also staring at skyscrapers. Yes. Okay. Well, there's not not many skyscrapers, but some buildings, a couple stories high. Cool. Uh, so, so moving on to our last uh, submission here. Um, someone said, go to a music festival. When, what was the last music festival or concert that you went to? The last music festival or concert. Oh my gosh. It's been so long since I've been to a concert. I think the last concert I went to, Oh, actually, no, I know exactly when it was. It was December of 2019. I saw Delta Ray in Nashville. That sounds like a good old time. It was a great time. Whereabouts in Nashville? Was it like a little dive bar or was it a... I believe it was called the Exit Inn. Okay. It was a cute, it was a very, it was a small venue, but very cool, very hip, very Nashville, so... It sounds a hipster with that sort of name. I dig it. The, the last people I saw was uh, was Fleetwood Mac. Oh, that's a concert I would have loved to be at. They were in Tampa. They were missing Lindsay because there's still some stink between Lindsay and Stevie and the rest of the gang. But it, we went out to, to Tampa and um, had a good old time. Um, before that was John Mayer. And John Mayer was singing a song that he made specifically because he was wearing a very, very big shirt. And so his song was, I've got a big shirt. I've got a big shirt. And that's it. Sounds like a bop. So, so that's just John Mayer being ridiculous as he normally is. 
and, and so that's our um, harmlessness of answering a, a question from a couple of episodes ago. Uh, so normally we jump into talking about like science and history and whatnot. So Beth, I've got a fact for you. Uh, well, do, do you know what um, Los Angeles's full name is? No, I do not. That's, I thought Los Angeles. That's fine. I thought so as well until I learned it was El Pueblo de Nuestra Señora La Reina de Los Ángeles de Porciuncula. That's a word. P-O-R-C-I-U-N-C-U-L-A. Porciuncula. I think I'll stick with Los Angeles. Yeah. I was like, I know what most of those words are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's uh, something... Because with this podcast, we like, it's like I, like I would call um, cocktail trivia. So stuff that you could have in a conversation with somebody random and then, you know, you're just like looking around like, hey, did you know that Los Angeles isn't, that, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know that I'm ever going to remember that name. But at least you could remember this particular thing. Here's an awkward one for you. Uh, did you know that a small child could swim through the veins of a blue whale? Yeah, that's 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 nuts. Um, so so whales are like a hundred feet long, right? They're huge. They're they're gigantic. Um, apparently, their hearts are large too, about the size as a, a small car. Okay. Wow. And, and so therefore, like a, a child of like three or four could swim with ease through their massive veins because you need to like have a vein that's approximately like, let's say like a foot and in, in diameter in order to deliver the blood because of its giant, like six foot heart. I guess I can believe that, but it's a lot to wrap my head around. Yeah. Some of the stuff like that is, is baffling because we um, ourselves, as we see, ourselves every single day um it's it's our perspective and ratio of the world around us but when we think of something like that it's that big of course its heart's got to be big just imagine what the size of its brain or teeth are going to be or tongue do whales have tongues i think so that's okay. So normally every single episode, I look up a random fact just to figure out what's going on. Do whales have tongues? Oh boy. It's actually up there. Um, blue whales have a huge tongue that weighs as much as an elephant. So that's like 2000 pounds. I, I, I don't, I don't like that, <laughs> but now we know it's used to engulf large volumes of water, um, filter feeding technique and um, it opens its mouth near a if it opens its mouth near a school of krill water gushes in and the teeth the tongue and the teeth it's all one giant trap it's a trap I dig it it's it's crazy so if you could be any animal talking about like whales and whatnot if you were transformed into some sort of creature or animal what would you like to be? I would be a bat. Okay. Um, where would this bat be? Like a neighborhood bat or a forest bat? Oh, no. 
this bat would live somewhere somewhere cool where it like resided in like old temple ruins or something like that. Nice. So you could just um, hang out, find some like fruit nearby, then hang out in the temple ruins and spook some people trying to get some gold. Absolutely. That would be my jam. Ooh. Um, I would be a tiger. Okay. Um, I'm writing this down because every time I, I have a new subject, I write it down. Um, so I would be a tiger, but a jungle tiger. So like, just leave me alone. I'm gonna prowl my stuff. What? Uh, uh. Ah, found you. Dinner. And I'm gonna hang out, eat on that for a day. Then walk, 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 walk. Because <laughs> I always feel like a cage tiger whenever I'm, um, whenever I'm doing anything because of being about like two and a half feet wide. And most of my world is like three and a half feet wide. And so I feel like I'm just going back and forth. Like, like if you're going down a hallway um, to like a bathroom, you don't really have much space to go left and right. You're just going forwards and backwards. So you get to the end, find an awkward way to turn around and come back. So I've always felt like a caged tiger. So feeling like an uncaged tiger would be a unique sensation. Okay. Well, I, I hope you reach that. Me too. Both like spiritually and, you know, magically. That could be cool too. <laughs> there was this one time when I I was witnessing this, this, um, this customer service thing happen. And this guy was shouting and screaming and shouting and screaming. And, um, he was trying to get something to happen. He's like, yeah, can't you make some sort of magic happen for me? And like the worker was like, dude, I make magic happen, not miracles. And, <laughs> and that sort of thing came up today because someone on Facebook was, was, was talking about how um, they were very frustrated with someone asking them the most ridiculous questions um, known to man. And I like to see that as a challenge because I've thought of some extremely ridiculous questions. For example, if we went immediately on Google to most ridiculous questions to ask, here we go. Um, first thing right here, 81 funny questions asked. We'll talk about the first one. Ooh, funny questions asked at work. Here we go. If animals could talk, which would be the rudest? I feel like now I can't say tigers. <laughs> well, you could. <laughs> Maybe monkeys or cats. I think it would probably be cats. Um, yeah. Is cereal soup? Um, no, not if you're lactose intolerant. I've always I've went I've only eaten cereal dry ever. I've never had cereal and milk. So, so you, you'd never, so that would make sense. Um, so then what is your favorite cereal to have dry going back to you and me? Um, don't judge me. I'm not a huge fan of cereal. That's fair. Um, Peter, but I love dry rice krispies. Those have an awesome flavor to them, especially like if, if they're, this is a very weird statement to say if they're fresh. Because if they've been sitting around for a while, they have like this staleness to them and they get like extra well, hard. Tea. 
Yeah. You want it with a nice airy flakes to them? Yes, or crisp. I guess crunchy. They get like too crunchy, but you want them to just be crisp. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so going back to this random list of questions I found, we'll do two more. Um, what sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? All of the above? I think it could be. Like anyone could be amazing. Um, here we go. Which would you prefer to have as your roommate, a goat or a bird? I think I'm going to pick a goat. Yeah, well, I think the goat would eat everything. The bird would just never shut up. Well, they could both, they're both very loud creatures. Right. But I've seen several photos on Instagram of goat yoga, and I feel like I could take that far. So as I'm opposed sick- to parrot yoga? But what if it's not a parrot? You just said bird. Also, parrots live so long. And then they would know all your secrets as your roommate. Right. And who's going to stop them from talking? Who are they going to tell? Well, the the goat would just, you know, eat their shoe. and You would never be able to have any pairs of shoes if a goat was around. Because it would eat your left or your right one just to be a dick. Are goats that mean? I like to think he would be my friend and we'd get along really well and just like eat celery and chill. I think, and it, de- I think it depends on the goat. <laughs> well, this goat who's my roommate, he's super nice. Now we just need to come up with a name for the goat that's your roommate. Um, his name is definitely Grantham. Okay. Grantham the goat. Grantham the goat. Yes. Well, we'll be back to talk about all sorts of fun things and maybe even more goats uh, right after a word from our sponsor. What's up, y'all? This is Nate Hampton, also known as Cousin Nate. Got myself a new SoundCloud up and running. Would appreciate the likes, the listens, the follows, and all that good stuff. If you like up-tempo, fast-paced mixes, this is the place for you. Also going to have a lot more mixes coming up real soon. So give it a follow. It's www.soundcloud.com slash cousin underscore Nate. Thank you so much. Are you a fan of Pokemon? Are you a fan of RPG games, ukuleles, and creating awesome theme parks? Well, you can hang out with Steven, and you can see all sorts of amazing awesomeness happening on Mondays, on Thursdays, and on Saturdays, all on twitch.tv slash it's Steven with a P-H. That's I-T-S-S-T-E-V-E-N-W-I-T-H-A-P-H. It's Steven with a P-H on Twitch.tv. Are you currently wearing a Team Ryan O shirt? Well, if you're not, you should be. And you can be. At our merchandise shop, Zazzle.com. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. We've got all sorts of amazing shirts, even pertaining to some amazing inside jokes here, including choices were made. Ryan O is my hero. Adam's cheesesteaks, the rambunctious Johnson sick note tour shirt, and much, much more. You can even find some koozies, some hats, and some other amazing stuff only at the zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. And now back to our show. Did you know with Ryan O? Alrighty. Um, so some of the 
most awesome places that I've been to have had crazy zoos, um, speaking of goats and whatnot, and have like ridiculous animals and whatnot. So you've traveled to a lot of different places over the past decade. Yes, I love to travel. I hope I always have an opportunity to travel. So have you been to like a ridiculous zoo over the past 10 years or? A ridiculous zoo. Or a large I, one. If the zoo was ridiculous, but one of my favorite zoos I've been to recently was in Indianapolis. And the most ridiculous, the zoo is very nice, but there's this part and they have sharks and it's kind of like open on the top. There's small sharks. And there was this one shark and he put his head out of the water and swam around the entire thing. And it was so funny because I'm me. I like gave him a voice and a funny laugh. And it's one of my favorite things I think I've ever seen at the zoo. And it was truly ridiculous watching a shark swim with its head out of water. And does the giving it a name and a laugh, does that come from like watching like America's Funniest Home Videos when you're younger or like cartoons? I don't know why I do that. I thought everybody did that. Not everybody like sees someone and like gives it a voice and like makes it have a conversation. Oh, when I normally do that, I it's normally with like couples while they're arguing about a hundred feet away and I can't tell what they're saying. So I give them voices like 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 hey, you should have made sure that that you brought the extra napkin. What's wrong with you? Well, I didn't know it was my turn to pack all the napkins. What do you mean? Well, you're supposed to bring all the napkins. I brought the soup. Oh, why is there soup? Why is there always soup? Like that's sort of ridiculous stuff. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Uh, my so, favorite game. <laughs> so, so Indianapolis. Um, how many states have you been to? Okay. Well, so I have two different categories for this. Okay. I think I counted one time. I think I've been in 36 states. Okay. But I only count, oh, I should, I, sh I might need to relook at this list, but I believe my current number, I'm at 25. So my rule for making it count, you can't just be in it. You can't just drive through it. You have to be there for a significant amount of time and do like a major activity, like go on a hike. I don't want to say you have to be there like a full 24 hours, but you need to do something there that counts as you being there. Like you can't be like, oh, well, you know, I was in Florida and I stopped at the gas station on my way through. I don't know where you would be going through Florida too, but you know, if you came in through the ocean, that was a bad example, but you can't drive through it or just stop to get gas. That doesn't count. Sure. There are some States though, where you, you could just drive through because let's, let's be real here. Um, not all 50 are winners. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've driven through Kansas so many times, but one day I'm going to find the coolest thing to do there and I'm going to go do it. I've I've been to Kansas a couple of times and yeah it, it it so so if you live in Kansas good on you like you do you like there's nothing really against your state but also like there's nothing really that I have for your state it's a very neutral state just like all of its surroundings it's all the same 
I think there's fun things to do in every state. And eventually I'm going to check each one of them off my list. Okay. I'm hoping to get some new ones on my little road trip coming up here. My half a road trip. I'm flying and then I'm driving. Does that count? It's still a road trip. I'll count it because it is a road trip from point B back to point A. Yes. And you're on the road. So it's a road trip. But yeah, you have to at least do a major activity. Usually that for me is hiking to a waterfall or if there's not waterfalls there, hopefully enjoying a nice hike or like a cool cave or something that's like naturey and outdoorsy that takes a couple of hours. Then I would say it counts. So you Most actively of- search for these waterfalls? Um, sometimes. Sometimes I'll plan it out. Um, one of my favorite trips I ever took actually was to Laos. Um, And the reason I wanted to go there is because I was scrolling through Instagram one day and I saw a photo of a waterfall. And I thought to myself, that's the most beautiful waterfall I've ever seen. I have to go wherever that is. So I found out where it was, booked a trip and went to Laos just to find a waterfall. But I've also just been driving. Um, One time, I've since then checked South Carolina off my list. I've now been like three or four times. But The first time I counted it, I was like, oh, I'm just going to be driving through. I'm not going to stop. And I saw a sign that said waterfall. And so I (laughs) went that way, pulled over, and hiked to a really beautiful waterfall that I would have never known existed. I still, to this day, don't know what it's called. I just saw a road sign that said waterfall, and I followed it. I did that one time when it came to to pizza. Um, It was (laughs) not a sign that I recognized before, like any of the, the major brands but it said so-and-so's pizza. And I had no idea who they were, but I had to check it out because I explore places sometimes just for the food. That's fair. I think, well, food is one of the funnest things to experience when you're traveling, but always follow your heart, whether it takes you to a waterfall or to pizza. Now, with some of the... um some of the waterfalls that you've seen online versus in person, have there been any that you've been more excited that the picture was better than the actual waterfall in person? You know, I haven't been disappointed with many waterfalls and I don't want to say I was disappointed, but there is a waterfall in Florida and it's up in the panhandle and it's the longest waterfall in the state. Oh, sure. And so I was really excited. There's like a boardwalk to like get there, which I love boardwalks. So I went and I saw it. And in the picture, it was a waterfall, but I went during dry season. So it was kind of just a trickle. Um, so I, I don't want to say I was disappointed. The trickle was nice, but the most exciting part about it, it's the hot, it, no, it's the longest waterfall in Florida, but the reason it's the longest, it's not very high off the ground, but it falls into a, like a hundred foot sinkhole. Uh, now is the sinkhole well lit? So like, how do you know it reached the bottom or not? Well, it was daytime. So I could, I could see the bottom. It's, it's only like a hundred feet. Um, and I don't really know where it goes. I've seen a couple waterfalls that go into like sinkholes and I'm just like, where does the water go? Where does it go? I, I want to do a roadside attraction for, for that particular thing. Like, like create a waterfall, a man-made waterfall, and then create a giant, what looks like to be a quote unquote hole. And so you claim that it goes down for half a mile. 
And then they're like, oh, yeah, prove it. And I'm like, it's too dark. Woo. <laughs> but where does it really go? It, it probably um, goes into an underground river. Okay. Okay. Actually, I have seen an underground waterfall. So they, they do exist. I guess they go places. Because the waterfall is just simply a, a spot where your, your water just travels without touching anything and then connects to another body of water. It just falls. It just falls. <laughs> the water falls. Now, I saw like a water, like, so the opposite of a waterfall wouldn't be a water up, it'd be a water spout, right? What's the opposite of falling? Rising? A water rise? Water rise? I feel like it could be a water rise. Let's let's see if there's actually a thing for it as we search Google. Opposite of a waterfall. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, I think a geyser is like the closest thing you would find to the opposite of a waterfall. Someone went like, um, like, metaf- wow. They said the opposite of waterfalls would be fireflies. Is there an explanation? Well, the opposite of water, fire. Oh, it's fire. And fall, I get it. Why? I get it now. Yes. Clever, clever person. So we're just going to, you know, I'm not going to search any deeper into that because my brain is starting to hurt. But we'll talk yeah. more about um, travel and whatnot. Um, so. What sort of food do you like to eat um, whilst traveling abroad? I like to try what's local to that place. Um, a lot of my traveling that I've done recently was in Asia because I lived over there for two years. And I got really lucky that there are a lot of vegetarians and vegans in Asia. So everywhere I went, I would try to find the best vegan restaurant, um, as I am vegan myself. And some of the places I went, um, I don't remember what number it is, but when I was in Thailand, I stopped in Chiang Mai and it might be the best food I've ever had. I love Thai food, but it is one of the top 10 cities for vegan food. Is there like some sort of like magical list you're seeing like top 10 places for vegan food? Yes. Nice. So, and it, this list I was looking at, it had like all these different credentials, but it was like how accessible it is, the quality of the food. And Chiang Mai is on that list. I think New York is on that list. Um, I think there were two cities in the U.S. And I should have paid better attention. But since I had just been to Chiang Mai, I was like, hey, what do you know? So that's the one that stuck in my head. Um, but I really love to try local foods. I love trying new things. Sometimes that can be hard as um, a vegan, but it makes it a little more exciting and a little more interesting. Like I said, most places I haven't really run into trouble anywhere other than Beijing, only because so many things are not in English. And so you'll point to a picture of broccoli and then they'll serve you broccoli, but it'll be covered in cork floss that like wasn't in the picture. But you can't tell them like no meat because of the language barrier. I wish I knew the language of everywhere I visited. But 
I'd say that's the biggest thing I like to eat is just something local. And and for each new place that you go to, be besides um, hiking there, are there any sort of other adventurous activities that normally call to you or draw you in? I don't know if this still finds un, like falls under hiking, but I love to find waterfalls everywhere I go. Um, I don't know what I, I just love waterfalls. I want to see them all. I also, it just depends on the area. I usually try to research and find a couple big things to do so I can plan out my trip and then I'll stop and do little spontaneous things along the way, whether it be, um, as I mentioned, I traveled a lot in Asia. There's so many temples there. I love to explore. When I was in Vietnam, uh, the thing I was most excited to see was the White Mountains. And those are full of like caves, but that are like carved into the mountain as well as natural caves um, and exploring and seeing those. And some of them have like the outside. It's, they, they, how do I explain this? The mountain is hollowed out. But while they were hollowing it out, like carved temples into the caves. Okay. And they're insanely beautiful. Um, It's really exciting. But yeah, I always just try to research an area as much as I would love to pretend like I'm really spontaneous and I do a couple things. I'm a planner. So if I'm going somewhere, I'm like, okay, these are the main things we're going to do while we're there. Um, And then I do try to find things that are special to that area, maybe things you won't see anywhere else. Like I told you about the, um, the lantern festival where everyone lights the lanterns in Taiwan. Um, I was really excited to see that because that's a special thing that happens there. Um, famous places, a lot of them I had never even heard of, but that are like special places or symbolic of something. Um, another place in Taiwan was Jufen street, which that has, like movies have been filmed there and like the whole area is like adorned with red lanterns. So that was on my list to see while I was there. Was and the I red to... lantern thing specific to the area? Was it there for like a, a holiday or occasion or just? No, uh... it's always there and it's okay. very specific to the area. Um, it's, it's a touristy spot. Um, but yeah, I, I try to make the most of every trip. So usually I usually come home from my travels feeling like I need a vacation from my vacation because I did so many things. Like I will wake up at eight o'clock in the morning, get on the road and then come back at eight o'clock at night, having done like three days worth of activities. So knowing what you know now and all the activities that you've done, um, what would you have taught younger you on how to better prepare or to, um, and to, to improve on your experiences? If I could go back and tell young me some different advice, I think I would say like, just to do it. I, when I was younger, I would always talk to people about like, Oh, we should do this. We should do this. And then everyone else was kind of like, yeah, let's do it. And then you're like, Hey, did you want to do this? And they're like, Oh, so it wasn't until I was a little older that I started traveling and doing all this stuff. And a lot of my travel, I do solo. Um, but that's what I would tell myself. Just do it. Just go do it. Don't wait for anybody. Don't wait for anything. Don't wait till time is right or circumstances are right. Just go. Um, one of my favorite quotes is we don't travel to escape life. We travel to keep life from escaping. 
And I just always think of that. And there's so much life that can be lived. There's so many things to see. So just go do it. When, when I was uh, a little bit younger, I had this uh, YouTube channel where I would go on certain adventures in the local area and I would record it. Um, and I did a lot of local traveling, um, but some of my best stuff was when I went to the most unique locations. Like I went to, um, I went to Memphis and did like the entire Elvis experience. And we filmed, um, whatever we could, because a lot of it, um, you had, they won't let you film. Um, but some of that stuff was, was some of like the, the, the best, um, exploring I've done. But I, I remember just being very focused on content and what people would find interesting. And that decreased, um, being present and in the moment and exploring more for me. Um, so thinking about more about what I want to get out of this, as opposed to what I think the world, because everyone's point of view is a bit different on what they want to see. But the one thing I wish I did as a younger kid, um, was try more local foods. Okay. <laughs> now I, I take that little circle there because when I was out and about, I, I, I went to, um, BB Kings, um, on, on Beale street over in Memphis. And it had like the spiciest chicken I ever had so far to that time. And that was me like slightly branching out. But like when you're with like a large chunk of friends and family, um, you want to try to find something that everybody will like, not just something that's very specific to things that maybe one or two would try to like. And so we ended up finding uh, like, like doing a tiny bit of research and finding a chop house um, that had like one of the craziest beverages. Like it had an amazing martini. Okay. Amazing martini. And it was extremely sweet and delightful steak was great too, and the potatoes. Um, but I was very, um, I wasn't very willing to explore outside of my comfort zone as a young, younger dude. But I guess that's kind of how we all are. We don't necessarily, you know, branch out until we've experienced and we tell ourselves, hey, maybe I should have. So the one thing I am most sad about my, my younger self and would have told him back then is try different types of pizza. I, I joke all the time that I wish I had a pizza like YouTube channel or like a pizza show about me eating pizza across the world. Would you say that adult Ryan has experienced more pizza or do you still have your favorites and stick to them? A bit of both. Okay. Because there are times when you just want a very nice classic pizza that's going to make you happy. You, you want, I treat pizza almost like a comfort food. You, you have your things. Like if you're like in the South, you got like your, your breakfast or like your grits, or you got like, like a, a fried chicken, or you got certain specific things, um, that, that make you happy. Like our, everybody's comfort food for me, it's pizza, but also I've gotten to a point now where it's like, okay, I'll go to this mom and pop thing. I'll try their pizza. If it's amazing, I'll go back. If not, at least I've tried it. 
So I've definitely tried a lot more pizza now as an adult because I've got a little bit more money than I used to. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it'd be like that. It used to be like, hey, you want a hot and ready? Sure, it's five bucks. Let's do this. Um, so what is the most unique thing that you have, excuse me, eaten while traveling over in Asia? The most unique thing. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's unique at all, but Asia does dumplings like nobody's business. Ooh. Um, I've had some very good veggie dumplings, veggie bao, but I think my favorite thing I ate while I was over there, there is a vegetarian restaurant in Hong Kong. And it has, I think they're called wood ear mushrooms. Some people call them rat ear mushrooms because they literally look like rat ears. They're like a very thin mushroom that doesn't look like any other mushroom. Um, normally they have them like sliced up really thin. So you, I'm sure that everyone's eaten these mushrooms, but they don't know that they've eaten these mushrooms. But they're... There's a restaurant in Hong Kong that has them just in like big wavy strips with this pasta with white sauce. I don't know what it's made out of. I know it has like truffle oil in it, but it's the best thing I've ever eaten. And I'd probably say it's the most unique because I've never tasted or had anything like it to the point that I don't even really know what to compare it to, to explain it, but it's, and when I say like a white sauce, it's not like an Italian like white sauce. It's not like Alfredo. Um, it's completely um, vegan, but it's so delicious. I'm not usually a, a mushroom guy, but that sounds like something fun. It's it's really good, and I don't see them here often. If I see them, I will personally cook them for you and bring them to you. Add some like teriyaki sauce to it, and that would be ridiculous. I'm always up to adding extra sauces onto things now because that's how you learn. And sauce makes everything better. Let's be honest. Uh, so speaking of making everything better, um, what advice would you give to those people out there that are um, maybe a little bit timid uh, or afraid of, of trying new foods or trying to go new places? Um, just do it. You'll never know unless you try. And if you don't like it, like you don't have to try new foods again. You don't, or well, still try new foods, but you don't have to eat that food again. Or if you go to a new place and you didn't like something about that, don't let it stop you. Try a new place. Like always keep going, always keep trying new things. I'm a person. I always want to, I think of it as like collecting experiences. Um, I'd rather have a experiences over almost anything else in life. Um, and just go do it. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything get in the way. And you hear so many people say like, Oh, like I don't have someone to go with. You don't need someone to go with or like, Oh, it's too far. Travel's too expensive. Number one, if you want to travel save, um, so that that's a thing you can do, but also like travel doesn't have to be expensive. And there's so many places, even local that you can go even just where you live. And I think this last year 
with all of the bans on travel and the restrictions, that's something I really did a lot of. And I think when you live somewhere, it's so easy to be like, well, there's nothing to do here or I've done everything, but just start looking. If you look, you're going to find it. I think this last year I probably went close to a hundred new places that I didn't even know existed, like different attractions or different beaches or new hiking trails that were all within five hours of my house. And I think if you want to do those kinds of things, go do it. Like I said, you don't have to go far. You don't have to do anything crazy, but find what's near you. Find what's not near you. Find what interests you and excites you and just do it. And also try, try new pizzas. And try new pizzas. Try vegan pizza. That's my challenge to you, Ryan. Okay. If there's a good one, I'd be willing to try it. Okay. Uh, well, well, speaking of willing to try um, new things, it's now part of our episode where we talk about the random trivia generator. This is the scariest part of our episode where I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of really quick questions and we'll see how well you and I do. All right. I'm nervous. That's I'm fine. It's okay. Um, first one, it's an artist, artistic question. Um, in music, what is meant by pianissimo? Quiet. All right. This was a podcast. So the moment that you like put your finger to your lips. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> um, second question. From which country did the smorgasbord originate? Uh, I know they, I learned that word from Charlotte's Web. Uh, Germany? Yes. Yes. Um, let's see. Um, Cher won an Oscar for her role in what film? Burlesque? Moonstruck. After dogs, what is thought to be the first domesticated farm animal? I'll give you a hint. We talked about them earlier. Goats. Indeed. The Peabody Awards for Journalism are presented by what school? Um, I don't even know where to start on this one. Do I get a pass? Uh, yes, yes, you do. It's University of Georgia. Um, what sport was once contested with a spadroon? Spadroon. Uh, it Hockey? is fencing. Fencing. We'll do two more. Captain Henry Morgan used what island as a base of buccaneer operations? It's a, it's it's now a very large country in the um in the Caribbean. Um Bermuda? Close, Jamaica. Jamaica. And then finally, um which member of the Rat Pack was married to a Kennedy? I don't know. Neither did I. It's Peter Lawford. All right. Yep. And we've learned all sorts of crazy things um, from this nonsense known as the random trivia generator. Um, usually after this point in time, what we do is um, we ask you, our guests, to come up with a question of the week. This is where you'd like to um, ask our audience a question based on something that we've learned or talked about today. Um, I know exactly what I want to ask. I want to know where everybody's favorite pizza is. I also want to know 
where everybody's favorite pizza is. Can I have two questions and also where their favorite place they've traveled is? Ooh, another good one. Fave place you've traveled. I love it. Um, so for for all of your adventures and all sorts of activities and whatnot, where can the people find you? So I post about most of my um, adventures on Instagram. My Instagram name is Bethy A-N, and that's Bethy with an I-E. So Bethy A-N is where they can find you on the Instagram. Um, as oh. f- What's that? Oh, I just said correct. Awesome. Um, a- as for um, where they could answer the question as to their favorite place they've traveled or their favorite pizza place is, they could um, answer that by checking us out on Twitter at Did You Know Ryan O. You can find us on you on the awesomeness known as Facebook, Did You Know with Ryan O, or shoot me an email, Did You Know Ryan O at gmail.com. Beth, thank you very much for joining me on this awesome episode. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my absolute pleasure. And for those of us here, to those of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time. Did 